intro. Welcome back to the Jordan Phoenix Show. Thank you so much again for being here with me. And if it's your first time, welcome my guest today, Mr. Victor Galvan. Hey, hey, hey. Victor is the head, you're the head coach, you the head trainer. I don't know. Titles are kind of weird. All right. Um, I'll say he's my head trainer uh, yeah. at Training for Warriors, which is the, uh, the gym that I belong to. And he is the head programmer of the workouts, right? Yeah. So we have like six coaches or five mm -hmm. coaches um, and they all are basically teaching the, the shit that you put together. Yeah. And so I just, I've talked about this on the show before, but like I just love coming there because of basically that workout that you program. Mm -hmm. So I just show up and do, like today you weren't there, but like it was, uh, Today's your day off, yeah. which is why it's, it's here hurricane, right now. Though. I know what it was. <laughs> the hurricane. Yeah, you know, because you wrote it. And it was great because it's like, I just go in and I don't, I just do whatever Sam tells me to do. And then I'm done. And I'm sore and I feel great at the end. Perfect. And, uh, and it's like, that's my one hour of the day when I don't have to think. Exactly. Which is why you're always yelling at me like, Phoenix, get, no, you're on the wrong thing. And yeah, I'm like, cause I'm not thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, usually when you say go faster, it's cause I'm thinking about some shit that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, and, yeah. I can and then tell you snap me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, um, and so I just, and the, the other day I went to the gym, uh, not to that gym, to my friend's gym and like, and it sucked. I just didn't know no, what to no, do. No, no like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's a, I won't mention the name of the gym. Yeah, it was just sponsor, like a regular, like Globo so, gym, as we call it. It was just like equipment. And yeah, just, it's, okay, a, yeah. It's a badass gym yeah. actually, yeah. but with, you know, like the train for warriors, much more humble space, mm -hmm. but you realize like the space is really not, I mean, it's nice to have nice stuff, but yeah. really what it is about is the programming yeah. and the, and knowing what to do and knowing what to do and like having the, a big eye opener for me was like the community of, um, of like, just you're able to push yourself harder when other people are doing the sure. stuff. You feel like you're weak because somebody else is killing it or you're strong because they're, you know, that yeah, weird. Yeah. Anyway. Um, there's a, like a, I call it like a positive social pressure. Yes. Yeah. Where you're like sizing everybody up and then yeah. judging yourself based on yeah. if you should be performing better or worse. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's cool. And then, the trainer is the most, for me, the most important thing was I was always afraid that I was going to do something wrong and then blow my asshole out. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. my number one fear yeah, no, I remember was that. a yeah. prolapse anus. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, so like, yeah, it's great that you guys are there to just be like, no, put your, what, your butt yeah. back or whatever. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, that's a lot about me. Let's talk about you. Uh, Victor is a smart, f that, okay. One more thing. And then you can talk. Uh, <laughs> the thing about personal training to me, which I, the gym, the gym has personal training, but like mm -hmm. you guys are, you don't do any, you don't have any personal training clients, do you? Me, per I do. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay, out of training for years. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, okay, cool. I never see you guys, but yeah. But so I feel like, in fitness in general, of what you do, kind of is like chiropract uh, chiropractors to me, mm -hmm. where you're like, I know that there's some real mm -hmm. motherfuckers out there, mm -hmm. but a lot of people are just, they're terrible. They're yeah, not even, they hard. shouldn't even call themselves that. Yep. And so I'm always leery of like, yeah, anybody can tell you to like lift heavier or do whatever. But For like sure. when I was there and the reason that I like drank the Kool-Aid there is I was like, 
oh, Victor knows all the names of all the muscles and the movements and move your posterior, your whatever. And I'm like, oh, if somebody actually knows the science behind stuff, I can buy into the rest of it. Yeah. And that's you. That's interesting that you notice that, you know, because I try to like tune that down a little bit because like general rules, like people don't give a shit about the technical things. Um, And so you got to flex every once in a while and let people know, like, I know what I'm yeah. What I'm talking about you yeah. fuckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe other people don't like, I, I think you do a good mix. Yeah. You don't want somebody being like just mm-hmm. using the yeah. stuff. You have a good mix. Good. <laughs> good. So what, uh, let's talk about your origin story. Like yeah. how did you get into this shit? So like all like uh, into the gym stuff. Yeah. Um, well, so I lifted a lot in, in school, you know, like middle school, like we started lifting for football uh, in sixth grade. Yeah. So I guess if you do the math now, that's like 20 years of lifting, which is weird. Yeah. We're uh, the same age. We're both 33. Yeah. yeah. I'm, well, I'm 31, but yeah, same okay. age-ish. I'm yeah. your senior. That's fine. Um, yeah. And um, that's embarrassing that you can lift so much more weight than me and I'm two years older than you. Yeah. So it turns out I was way better at lifting weights than I was at actual playing in football, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm like, I'm five foot nine. It just like, wasn't good. Yeah. Um, But I went to this really small school where uh, it was kind of fun. I graduated 44 and we didn't have enough people on the football team to have like a scout team. So it'd be like, it'd be like the 11 people on the offense if we were practicing that. And then we'd have like nine people on the other side. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I, I was on the offensive line as a five foot nine, like 180 pound guy. And, um, the person on the other side of me was like 120 pounds. We just like didn't have people. So, (laughs) so we sucked at football, but, uh, what we were actually good at was powerlifting, you know, which was bench squat and deadlift Mm. um, as opposed to Olympic weightlifting. But um, so I got like, that was a really big part of my life until I graduated. And then, uh, you know, I was kind of a fat kid growing up. And so once, once I graduated high school and I didn't have football and I didn't have this lifting, the really only other thing at that time to get into, there wasn't CrossFit, there wasn't any of these things was bodybuilding, you know? So right. I, yeah, I go to college and that's really the only avenue I had to express like what I wanted to do. And so I got into that and eventually graduated college. Um, and then strangely, you know, we can get into the backstory, but I was working at this pizza place and the owner of this gym was walking by and I, I'd never worked with people before. Um, cause I hadn't found an avenue in which I wanted to like coach people. Cause traditionally you would only work with athletes Right. And I think like athletes are in general, just whiny little babies. Like they don't <laughs> like, like in, you know, at the gym, I expect a lot of you guys, yeah. you know, like I expect a lot and I expect even more of athletes, you know? Right. And so me being such a subpar, subpar athlete, I had to make up for that with my effort. And so it like drives me nuts when I see like very talented athletes not putting in even the work that I put in. And so I just like, what I'm not like, I don't want to work with like football players or anything like that. But when I don't put the effort in, you're like, yeah, that's about right. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. And then I, I push you and, and, you know, and, um, so, well, like I just didn't want to work with those. And so, you know, I started doing some CrossFit, which was almost the opposite of anything I'd ever learned in college. Um, and I saw this, CrossFit gym owner who I'd randomly met one time walking uh, in front of the pizza shop I was working at. So I'm like working there. I see him walking by in the middle of my shift. I run out to the, like the curb. I say, Hey bro, I'm going to be like really good. 
and you should hire me. And he was like, okay, start on Monday. Literally, like, I'm not even, like, making the show. Was uh, his gym new, or did you? No. It was already established. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I'm just going to kill it. Mm-hmm. And I have yeah. no background in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. I know how to live. Yeah. And he was like, well, go get certified, like, this weekend. It, I told him that. I was like, hey, I'm going to go get certified this weekend. And he's like, okay, start on Monday then. What is a certification? Just, like, uh, So for a CrossFit, you know it's like, not, yeah, it's not very much. Uh, like, I had further certifications outside of that. So it's pretty easy. Just in a specific thing. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, I started doing that and then, uh, eventually opened my own gym, which we can get into. And then, uh, you were worried we didn't have shit to talk about. What do you, this is incredible. We got, I'm learning all this shit. Yeah. yeah. uh, So I opened my own gym and I had that for the full uh, length of my lease. At the end of that, I was like, you know, I, I really don't like owning a gym. Uh, I like coaching in a gym, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to go find, like, a gym that will allow me to do that. And so I, I went to Columbia, Missouri. I went to San Diego, and then I wound my wound up here in St. Louis. And uh, so I've been working there since August of 2018. Where are you from or, originally? Yeah, um, from Oklahoma. Okay, wow. Yeah, so I grew up in technically outside of Fort Smith, Arkansas, so it's, like, right there on the border. But then I just tell people I'm from Tulsa because it's like the only place in Oklahoma. <laughs> you know? I was going to say, yeah, literally. Yeah. That's the only, yeah. And I moved there after uh, college, you know, so that's where my gym was. And that's where like most of my friends are and stuff like that. So then you moved, so you lived in Como for a little while mm-hmm. and then San Diego. Mm-hmm. How long were those stints there? So without getting into the drama, uh, they were only one month. So <laughs> one I, month in yeah, each. Yeah. Like, so I accepted yeah, I accepted a position with a salary in Como for like X amount. And my first paycheck was for a month was not one twelfth of that amount. Yeah. It was like one like fiftieth of that amount. And so I was like, Hey, you know, like what's up here? And they're like, oh, well, we don't have the hours to give you. I'm like, well, so that means you don't have a job, actually. So I have to leave, you know? And uh, so I moved to uh, San Diego. That's not how a salary works. Yeah. Yeah. And so I moved to San Diego. And so I had this uh, money from, like, what I – I just sold the equipment in my gym. And uh, and so I'm, like, burning through money, like, month to month. And I – and moving out to San Diego, and when I move out, my truck breaks down. Like, I am literally have it packed, and it breaks down. And so it's, like, done. It was, like, 96 Dodge Ram. And so I had to rent a car to go out to San Diego. And can you even guess how much that is? To rent a car? To go to San Diego. Uh, uh, 500 bucks. Uh, $2,000. You rent it from the wrong place. <laughs> uh, well, so if you, I would have brought it back, oh. it's only $500. But if you leave it there, somehow it's two thousand dollars, and so we got to get we got to figure that out. There's got to be a better rental place, right? Yeah. Who'd you go uh, through? Uh, this was like Hertz, Fucking but I had like kind of like looked at them all. You yeah. Know? Damn. And uh, so that was like an ordeal, and so I moved out there, and I feel like you could rent a, a moving truck for less than that. Probably, you know, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I moved out there, and I just like ran out of money before. So this was like a pseudo internship, like, you know you're going to work for free for a month and then we'll get you on the schedule. And it just like, wasn't enough to sustain me. So I was like, dude, I got to leave. And then, uh, there was just like an opening at this gym and it was very serendipitous. Yeah. How it worked out. And then did you, when you came in, were you like, so Zach is the owner. Mm-hmm. Was Zach just like, yeah, you can like program this whole thing. Or uh, no, you- it was a little bit slower than that. So, um, 
So there was that, another trainer that's not there now, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like I saw him. It's he still been, had personal trainers, mm-hmm. personal trained clients when I was there, but he yeah. wasn't. Yeah, okay. It was an interesting situation. So uh, we were renting out space to another gym who was having their classes in our off hours, essentially. And, uh, um, and so when I got there, I don't know, I could tell that Zach was a little apprehensive, as was I. You know, I've just been to two other gyms. <laughs> fucked and, over yeah, twice. Yeah, kind of <laughs> fucked over twice. And then um, he had just, like, invested a lot of money into a coach, and, like, that kind of fell through. And so we were both, we went on, like, a, almost a month. Like, we were like, hey, I'm going to come down for a month, and if it doesn't work out, like, I'll just leave. You know, yeah. like, it won't be a big deal. Like, I'll just leave. And then, like, one month turned into, like, six months, and then we revisited in January, and then, like, he's like, okay, well, like, giving me a little bit more responsibility, you know. And he's been, like, super cool. It, essentially, you know, he was like, how much money do you need to make? I told him. He was like, all right, we'll find you. Like, we'll we'll piecemeal that together to make sure you make that much money. Um, and then we revisit in January. Uh, and then we kind of just have been, like, you know, giving me more and more responsibility. But I definitely didn't start out doing the programming. That's been uh, a gradual thing. And so uh, it's been it's been, like, perfect. Hopefully yeah. for him, it's been perfect for me because, like, I closed my gym because I didn't want to do the stuff that he does, you know, so. Yeah, because like, eventually when you're a, an owner of something, you basically aren't the technician anymore. You're like, mm-hmm. he's dealing with the, you know, all the bullshit, really. Exactly. <laughs> and very Which, little of the yeah. <laughs> of the thing. that I mean, that's the thing that I think about, like, scaling my business is I always want to be the one producing the content, mm-hmm. doing the stuff. So I don't want to hire a bunch of videographers that then I'm just their manager, mm-hmm. you know, like, which it sounds similar of your thing is like you started in this business cause you like doing what you're doing. Yep. Not cause you like signing leases and exactly. worrying about Instagram posts and yeah. shit like that. And I think the worst part was like, um, like the, the industry that we're in and just the nature of it is very, um, close, you know, like there, there's a, a decent or a, a certain amount of vulnerability to like work out in front of someone, you know? Yeah. And you know, like if you, if you go out and you, everyone knows this guy, like you go out to play a pickup game of basketball and there's a the guy who like, once he starts losing, he just like, Oh yeah, I don't, I'm not even trying, you know, because <laughs> yeah. like it takes a, a little bit of vulnerability to like try, you right. know, and to potentially fail. And so in the, in the gym, like, you know, at the end of it, you're like the sweaty mess. You just like gave your all was, it, and you know, you're thinking like, was it good enough? Right. And to have someone else see you, yeah. And like, accept that, like, Hey, like you did good, you know, yeah. like, um, like makes this connection. So as the gym owner, like you're making connections with these people and then like, you're like, so I had a three day cancellation policy. Let me know three days before the end of the month. Yeah. And people would email me like three days after the first of the month, you know, like I want my money back. And so it was really hard for me to have that relationship with people and then and they're just like, bye. Yeah. I'll never yeah. See you again. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I think we're friends. Yeah. And then like, they do these things that they only did because we are friends when, when I think that's oh. the only reason that they shouldn't do them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they're leveraging that friendship to do something shitty and you're yeah. like, you should be leveraging that friendship to avoid doing shitty stuff. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's like a weird piece of the gym that, um, uh, this podcast is not sponsored by training for warriors, yeah. but uh, you know, I'll take money, Zach, if you're listening, yeah. uh, no, a thing that was weird for me in the beginning that I've bought into now, just kind of weird, is like that whole positivity piece on it. Like mm-hmm. after you have like the little motivational story and mm-hmm. like, and I mean, I, they're actually really good. And I like how you like, aren't like, 
you kind of like just give the the synopsis of it mm-hmm. and like are silly about it, which I like the, but it's kind of a good little primer for the day of like, don't be a shitty person. Just mm-hmm. that little nudge of like, Hey, you know, do something nice or don't forget about this. You know? Yeah, for sure. And we can kind of talk about that. Cause that's something I, I've always said like at my gym, like that exercise is just a vehicle to experience adversity. So if you've ever like done any kind of like harder working out, like you come in and you might expect it to go a certain way, but like you start working out and you get like proverbially whatever punched in the face. Right. And so things aren't going your way. And one easy example is like the jump rope. You just like keep missing, keep missing. (laughs) People are just like getting pissed off. And so I always say it's an, a way to artificially experience adversity and something that doesn't matter. Like yeah. this doesn't matter. Failing small. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like being able to overcome that. And then like, so I've always thought that. And then when I got to training for warriors, for those who don't know, like we do, we have a workout and then afterwards we have like some kind of tip. So sometimes it's like this month we're doing sleep. Um, and then we have some kind of motivational message. And so it's usually some kind of story with a moral and so it, it's really interesting. Those are provided to us by like um, like the franchise or whatever. Um, and so like we don't necessarily come up with those, but I like I love them. You know, like I've ripped off at least two of those on the podcast because yeah. like a guest will be talking about something like that, and I'll be like, oh, dude, I have this great yeah quick little story that like some of them are cheesy. Oh yeah, but a lot of them are like whoa, mm-hmm. or even like. I can even in my head think about how that story would be even funnier or better, mm-hmm. but it's like fun to just have that little kernel planted for the day. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's a weird, yeah, you're totally right. Like, um, fa- okay. I got two kids and I think about this all the time with them raising them. Like if I keep them from getting hurt now, they're going to be adults and they're going to get hurt when like, it matters when it matters. Yeah. Like if I keep them from failing now, they're going to fail when they're older and they won't have those skills. And it's like right now they could, you know, I mean, I watch them fall from the couch, you know, Mm -hmm. and they just bounce right up and they're like, good to go. Mm -hmm. An adult doing that, you'd be in the hospital and, you know, an older person might be dead. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. And I think like a little piece of this podcast is like trying to motivate people to do stuff and like be, you know, have that little, taste of it, like entrepreneurship and just like get out there and go do your shit. And like, um, I feel like a gym and we work out in the mornings, uh, together. You mm-hmm. don't work out, but you make me work out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay, I, I did this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get in there, but it's like, it's like, okay, I did this thing that sucked that I didn't want to do. And I feel great after accomplishing it. It's like, what else am I going to do today? That's going to suck. That's going to feel great after I'm done. Exactly. Take that shitty meeting or do mm-hmm. that long edit that I don't want to do. It's mm-hmm. like, a, you're right. It's a good primer for like yeah. life. And I feel like, uh, I say this all the time, you know, like I don't have kids, but I like using them as an analogy a lot or in this example. And I feel like all parents agree that hard work is good for no other reason than hard work's sake, right? Everyone believes that yeah. like when their kids turn like 16 or whatever, they need to get a job. Yeah. Not necessarily because we don't have money, but because like they need to not be like spoiled little bitches. You yeah, know? yeah. And so um, even if the gym didn't work, you know, quote unquote, like if you weren't getting results, I feel like adults still need to be doing some kind of hard work for no other reason than it's good to just get your ass kicked, you know, and like do something that sucks (laughs) on a daily basis 
where like you're just putting in work, you know? And so uh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yes. And a, another thing too, that is interesting that I think probably a lot of people measure their metric by like, if it's quote unquote working mm-hmm. is like by the scale mm-hmm. or maybe even how they like, you know, how their clothes fit, yeah, but like, which is a better one. But yeah. Yeah. The clothes is definitely better. Um, but also the, the interesting thing about strength, like not like in a bro way, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. like just, I was thinking the other day, I don't know if you know this, but I can do two pull-ups now. That is impressive. So, That's awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, no, but I, uh, <laughs> dude, my whole entire life since I was a baby, maybe actually when I was a baby, I could, I've mm-hmm. not been able to pull up my own body weight. Yeah, dude, That's insane. Yeah. And that's one of Tigers the Tigers would have eaten me by now. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one thing that a lot of people don't really or underestimate. Uh, I remember asking this one person like, uh, this is a random girl. How many chin ups she thinks she could do or somehow it came up. And she's like, oh, you know, I could probably do like only like five or six. I'm like, no, no, no. Actually, you could do like zero. Like if <laughs> yeah. you jumped up on the bar, you would not budge. Like a lot of people don't have an idea of how hard that is. So like that's impressive, man. That's good. I said pull up. I meant chin up. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't do yeah. one pull up. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Cool. And I uh, multiple times have been like, I think I can do a chin up now. And yeah. then I try and I'm like, <laughs> I could yeah. do like, kind, but now I can go like feet standing, mm-hmm. arms above me, pull myself all the way up and get my actual chin over the bar. Yeah. And like, if nothing else, I mean, I do feel like I'm, I look better and, and way less now, mm-hmm. but like, that is incredible, yeah. you know? And like, makes me feel, I feel it now when I go into client meetings, mm-hmm. I walk in and I'm like, this motherfucker right here can do two chin-ups. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so about confident. to close this. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that kind of stuff like radiates in, in your day-to-day oh, yeah. interactions with people is like, if you have that confident self-image, then yeah. like you, you know, people, you know, there's always that guy that like is a ladies guy. Mm-hmm. You're always like, he looks like shit. How does he <laughs> pull, pull in this? You're like, oh, he has that confidence. Mm-hmm. And like, that is more important to the opposite sex, I oh, think, yeah. than... Uh, we got this old people waving high. Uh, it's their first time seeing a podcast. Yeah. Um, I, that kind of thing is attractive for sure to people. I think that's attractive to anyone. Yeah, you know, like no one wants a, I don't know, the opposite of confidence, meek, right? Uh, little person. Yeah, because yeah, it's a, it's like a, um, it's like a genetic thing, yeah. right? Like, oh yeah, that's we want to like procreate like, with yeah. people that are like gonna, you know, yeah, raise the babies, keep them from getting eaten by the tigers. Yeah. For sure. yeah. So uh, no, yeah, strength is definitely. Uh, like my favorite thing to like measure, you know? And like, yeah. um, and I always say like, yeah. But you're like a strong, like you look like you're like a bodybuilder. Oh, so it's like you. not yeah. surprising that you like strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more like the, I mean, I'm not trying but to take the, But everyone should stuff. have a, like a baseline of strength, which yeah. like a lot of people don't have, you know? And I, and it's hard to imagine like being like 80 or whatever, but I always say like, you know, the moment you can't wipe your own ass, like turn around and wipe your own ass, you're getting put in an old people home, right? you know? And like the minute you can't walk upstairs, like, you know, if you had like stairs to go to your front door, if you can't walk up those stairs and you can't wipe your own ass, you're getting put in an old people home and that sucks. Yeah, you, know? you want to like avoid that yeah. for as long as possible. <laughs> yeah. uh, something that we talked about uh, at the gym today about getting um, your keeping in shape so that if something bad happens, you mm. can like avoid that bad thing better or weather yeah. that bad thing. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's big. While Sam was telling this, that little story, I was thinking about my friend's brother. I guess he's a friend now. Um, he was in a, a horrific car accident, mm-hmm. was ejected from his, uh, from his Jeep Wrangler and like tossed into the side of the woods. 
but he was like a meathead and mm-hmm. lifted all the time. He was like 18, played football, just had a ton of muscle mm-hmm. mass. He pulled himself out of the wreckage wow. onto the side of this like country road so that cars could see him, was in ICU for like four weeks. And they basically were like, it's a miracle mm-hmm. that your spine wasn't severed. Like yeah. you should be paralyzed. And he, I mean, you know, he has all these like, you know, sort Incision, of yeah. like, yeah, stuff from it. But like the only reason he's alive or at least not paralyzed is because he had put in the time to build all that muscle around to protect that yeah. you know, little spinal column, oh, yeah. right? It's like having savings, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you don't have any savings and something happens, like things are going to go to shit. But the more you have like saved up, like, and then you can detract from that. Like, and you know, like a classic examples, like getting cancer, like something that's going to really like drain you. If you don't have some kind of savings built up, like that's going to be a lot more difficult to overcome compared to like having worked out, built up a lot of cardiovascular fitness and strength and stuff like that. And then you're going to go down, you're going to decrease, but there's somewhere to like cut from. You right. Know? Yeah. 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 Drew just showed me, show, show through the, see when you're 80. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 81, she's still putting up 150. Pounds. Yeah. So Which is uh, a lot of guys. Are getting, <laughs> I know. You're looking getting at one. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I want to, I do feel like we spend a lot of time. I was just talking to something about this today. We spend a lot of time working out the shit that like I've never cared about mm-hmm. that I'm, I would only do because you're telling me to do it mm-hmm. mainly core. Mm-hmm. I don't care about core. And every time I've ever gone to the gym, I'm like, push up time. Nope. Time to go home. Yeah. And you kind of realize I'm like, like I'm, I kind of am always bummed that we're not like doing more bench pressing, mm-hmm. but like, I'm like that you, Jordan, you're so stupid. That's why yeah. you're on this side of it. He's on that side of it. And like, now I'm starting to feel like my, my insides feel like they have a little wall of like mm-hmm. stuff holding them up, Yeah, that's which good. like 33 is not like essential yet, but uh, yeah. I don't know. My dad has his, he has a, what is it called? Uh, a hernia. Mm-hmm. And his insides are literally falling oh, out of his. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> I'm like, dad, A, get the surgery. Mm-hmm. B, start doing core shit. You know, yeah. like you're old now. Like anyway. Yeah. No, bad. for sure. Um, I, so I was going to say something about, oh, oh, the reason you don't want to know like why we don't binge press all the time. Yes. Talk about that. So, uh, well, we have different months where we focus on different lifts, but, um, Essentially, we're sitting down right now, and for those of you who can't see, all three of us are like scrunched forward, so your shoulders are forward, right? And so if we do more strengthening of the pack, that's going to pull your shoulder even further forward, right? And so so we have to take a little break from that to pull those shoulders back with like all the – so we're doing a ton of pulling right now. Yeah. You know, like the inverted rows today, the dumbbell rows, the chin-ups. So we're doing a lot of that, and part of that is to improve posture, you know, just like over – just overall – you know, and okay, that in itself is why I love. And let's be honest, Train Warriors is incredible, but there are other gyms that have yeah, a similar thing for sure. But this one happens to be close to me, so yeah. I especially love it. Mm-hmm. But and but, get a fire in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 so awesome that like you're the one thinking about that shit. Mm-hmm. So instead of because I know that there's people out there listening to this are like, well, bro, I program my own stuff, and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, because you do that, and like that's fine if that's your life, you yeah. know. You obviously don't need, although you've talked about like even like trainers want other trainers to mm-hmm. like push them to do stuff, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So that's interesting. But yeah, I um, I just so appreciate not having to worry about that stuff. And posture mm-hmm. is definitely like, you know, there's a lot of like chicks at our gym, older ladies. Mm-hmm. They look good. They got, mm-hmm. you know, 
even if they're like their like posture is just looks of like an athletic yeah. build and not like a not you like know. you would see it like if they didn't work out you know like yeah I'm sure. starting to like creepily just like check more humans out not mm-hmm. like in yeah. a sexual way but just in like a yeah analyzing kind of yeah, thing. yeah yeah and it is weird like you don't realize until you're out of in high school everybody's kind of at the same mm-hmm. you have people that are like way under or overweight oh, yeah. but for the most part, everybody's kind of the same. Yeah. And then shit just kind of starts. Some people just really get their shit together mm-hmm. and some people really mm-hmm. let it go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, um, I don't know. It's scary because, like, it could happen so fast. Time yeah. moves so much faster every year, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. One thing that, that you're about, correct me if I'm wrong, but I love this, uh, <laughs> is, like, sleep is important to you oh and yeah like not working too much is important oh yeah to you. and like this like life balance thing mm-hmm. you talk about it a lot like, yeah and that's one thing that i feel like a lot of people make fun of me for and when i when i say something like this the response is always like oh i wish i could do that when they don't realize like uh it takes a lot of work you know i um yeah so just getting into that i spend a lot of time like uh sleeping <laughs> and like uh, I tried it so apparently I just got a Fitbit for Christmas and uh, you know I always knew I needed more sleep than I felt like other people did you know yeah. and I still do feel like if I don't get to so like so say if you slept six hours and I slept six hours I feel like you would be fine but I feel like I would be very negatively affected you know like I feel yeah. still like I'm more sensitive and so I've always needed more sleep, and I thought that was just part of it. But apparently, according to my Fitbit, I'm up like two hours a night. Like I, I have two hours of awake time, quote mm-hmm. unquote. And so like- While 10, you're sleeping? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so then I always wanted 10. And so that makes sense now because 10 minus two is eight, and that's what, like what they say you need. And so it's it's hard to be in bed for 10 hours a night. You know, yeah, like yeah. that takes some dedication. And, <laughs> and so like it's like, no, I don't go hang out past eight o'clock, you know, maybe yeah. once a month or whatever. And so that takes a lot of like boundaries. Um, you're like a fucking sleep hacker too. Mm-hmm. That's the little yeah. thing you've been dripping into our class oh, is yeah. like, mm-hmm. tell, tell the audience about some of the weird shit you do to, to get that sleep. I think these are great. Okay. Yeah. So, so obviously people know that it needs to be dark and it needs, needs to be quiet to sleep well. And so, uh, so when I was in San Diego, um, I lived in a house with, a woman who was like divorced and she was now dating one of the roommates who was like 20. So she was like 45. He was 20, not old enough to drink. She had two kids that lived there. Old enough to party though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Mexico. So they would go to Mexico. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Cause he couldn't go to any bars in San Diego. Yeah. So they had to go to Mexico. So her two kids who were like 10 ish and were, were, who were not having a good time with this. Right. Yeah. So like it was, I don't, I don't know the whole situation. I wasn't there, but not having a good time with the 20 year old uh, dad. Uh, yeah. Dad. <laughs> yeah. Stepdad, yeah. And, and so like, they were like crying all the time and like uh, being kind of like acting out, you yeah. know, like naturally. And then like they're being raised by a 20 year old. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the, who was like one day was their roommate and now is like their stepdad, you know? Uh, and, and then like two other people. So in this house, there was like six people. Um, and so it was loud as fuck all the time, you know? Yeah. And so I started wearing earplugs. And you were just like renting a room from yeah. them? I was renting a room in this house. So that, like I said, there was like all these people and my room was still $1,000 a month. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. People don't realize why you live in St. Not you. Why yeah. anyone lives in St. Louis. It's because of shit like that. Yeah. Like you have to make a fuck ton of money oh, to yeah. be living even moderately comfortable in yeah. some of the, you know, those coastal cities. Exactly. And that's what I mean. I was like, I just dripping cash, hemorrhaging cash yeah, yeah. when I was there. And so, um, so I was like, dude, I can't handle this. And I just went and got some earplugs at Target, which I had to like, ride the bus to because I didn't have a car. <laughs> um, and so I started wearing those and, and man, it was awesome, you know? Um, and I still wear those to this day, you know, and you don't realize how much noise pollution there is, but I live right off of Roger, you know, in, in Tower Grove and just like, you want to give the audience your address too? Yeah. Right by friendlies. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so then, you know, like, uh, you know, if I have someone staying over, they'll be like, Hey, did you hear like the people, in a fight at friendlies. I'm like, no, you know, like people are like yelling, ambulance is coming, you know, police are coming. People are just driving by and all that stuff. Like it would definitely keep me awake. And just having earplugs is like so simple that I do that. Then I also have a sleep mask, which is like kind of a funny story. So, um, randomly I just started, like I take off my shirt and I would wrap it around my head like a weirdo and sleep like that. And then uh, the I've gr- done that like in the when you have to take a nap in the mm-hmm. middle of the day because yeah. you're sick or whatever. Yeah. And you just, yeah, I would use underwear because they have a, a waistband, but <laughs> yeah. I think I got pink eye one time. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, so uh, then randomly, I, I saw this like, like, uh, like a headband, you know, like those thick, yeah. basic headbands. <laughs> uh, and like at the, uh, the girl I was dating at the time. And so I just like started wearing that and I still have that to this day. So. Now, like, now you can kind of set the scene. So I'm in my, I have a sleep mask. I have uh, ear, uh, headphones, whatever, uh, earbuds, whatever they are. Uh, and then I also have a chili pad, which keeps my bed That's cool. My yeah. So, a $500 yeah, chili pad. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's a half a thousand dollars. And what it does is it circulates water through it. So you don't feel it at all. Uh, it's just like, it's cool, you know? Yeah. And so it's hard to be like, tell your partner or whatever that you want the room at 60 degrees when like, you know, that like they're going to freeze, you know? Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. like, you kind of have to be like, you know, accommodating of that. And so it's just like, man, I'm like super hot all the time. Like I'm like in my underwear spread out like a starfish, like right. trying not to like uh, be so hot. And, and so I just like found this thing and then like, it's been good. You know, I'll do these experiments with my Fitbit where I'll try not to, um, not to have it on, you know, in my sleep, like I don't get any deep sleep according to my Fitbit, uh, if I don't have it on, which is interesting. That's wild. Are you ever worried that the Fitbit is not an accurate? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I know it doesn't super matter because yeah, like, yeah. um, but it is like interesting to see, like, I don't know. It's just a coincidence that like every, right. every day I'm getting like two hours of deep sleep. Then I don't turn on the chili pad and I get zero minutes. It's like, right. it's pretty crazy. So something is happening. Yeah. And that's like, we have that, uh, that body mass index weigher mm-hmm. thing. That mm-hmm. was a weird, a wild thing for me measuring my body weight with that, mm-hmm. like the fat versus the muscle mm-hmm. in that. And then my, I'm working out clearly getting stronger, mm-hmm. but the thing is saying that my muscle mass is going down. Yeah. That's weird. And then, but you were talking about how the glycogen. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you get into the yeah. science of it. Tell people why that is. So oh, well, it looks like I'm losing muscle mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I don't know. 
the complete act. So that's using electricity. So that's sending electricity through your body uh, and electricity travels at different speeds through fat tissue and muscle tissue. And, and so what it is is you grab it in both hands and it's gonna send the signal through your body and then the time it takes to get to the other side, it's doing a calculation um, and then trying to spit out a number, you know? Right. But as we all know, like electricity flows at different speeds through more or less water, you know? Right. Um, and so that could be affecting things. So I don't know like the the full explanation of it, you know? I would be curious to see like what the manufacturer says is like their accuracy, but. Well, something you said that maybe you were lying to me just so I was. No, I was going to get into it. it. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So then sometimes when people start working out, they'll get like a weight bump. Uh, and so, you know, like you're super excited, you come into the gym, you weigh X amount of pounds, you start waking out or working out for a week, you're killing it. And then like you go to weigh in the next week and you're like five pounds heavier. Your muscle is five. Well, you just weigh five. Oh, pounds okay. Heavier, yeah, you know? yeah. And so that's an interesting thing, but like, so your muscles have to have energy, you know, right. like a car. And so if you're never using them, your body doesn't have a lot of energy in the muscle. You know, it just doesn't have it. And so um, when you start working out, your body starts putting more, like, energy stores, which is called glycogen, in the muscle, and that just weighs, you know? So that could be one reason um, that your weight goes up. Uh, but, like, that wouldn't affect the muscle mass. So I don't know, like, what I told you with the muscle mass thing. Well, yeah, let me just... <laughs> yeah. Are you losing I just, weight? I tell people that... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, so, lost, I've lost fat and muscle, but one of the things that... so. Basically, here's how I've mm-hmm. justified it in my head. Yep. But it's probably all bullshit. But is that I would do these like low carb mm-hmm. diets, okay. the shred. Yep. And then I would basically be depriving my muscles of like the carbs that are yep. stored in, or whatever is yep. stored in there. Yeah. That and definitely then, accounts for it. Yeah. Some of it. Yeah. And then so, because it, anyway, I guess that was a long, not interesting tangent. But my point is that these fucking machines are like, mm-hmm. they like work, but there's like always these little asterisks to it. Oh, and, yeah. You know. Yeah, and and the chili pad one thing is hard. It's like what temperature do you put it? Because you can put it any temperature. You can yeah. like uh, like sixty to a hundred, you know. Uh, <laughs> and so it's like I don't fucking know. And so the first days I got it, I just put it at the bottom, which is like sixty five, and I got zero deep sleep on those days too. Yeah, it was like just too cold. So uh, that's been kind of an interesting uh, experiment, you know. But every night I go to bed, uh, or every day I wake up, I check my sleep score and like. Like we said, we don't know how accurate it is, but it's still like interesting. And then like I just try to think about what I did differently that could have affected it, you know? Right. Um, like uh, yesterday, I got a sixty-five out of a hundred, which is not good, you know. And what was different? Uh, so uh, I've been uh, having this meal that is like so freaking delicious. I put uh, frozen strawberries in a bowl, and then some milk, and then some protein powder, and I mix it up in a, like an immersion blender, and it turns into kind of like ice cream. Yeah. And then I cover it in like whipped cream and put some like Belvedere crackers, which are kind of like graham crackers, on top of it, and it's like freaking delicious. And so yeah. like, it's so good that yesterday I had it twice. <laughs> well, like I've been like I, I'm not quite lactose intolerant, like I don't get like diarrhea or anything. Yeah. But I was just like getting these like r- weird like stomach cramps, and so I started swapping out that milk for almond milk. And so in my fridge, there's like the regular milk that I was using and then the almond milk that I've recently started using. Yeah. And last night I accidentally grabbed the regular milk. Just had to have it, you know, because yeah, yeah. I've been using it up until like a week ago. Um, and so I didn't realize it. And then I'm like laying in bed. I was like, oh, like I'm like, oh, and I was like, oh, shit. You know, I use the regular milk. So I think that's what it was. It's interesting. I think 
everybody likes to like put labels on stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm lactose intolerant or I'm gluten intolerant Mm -hmm. or whatever. I think everybody is all that stuff. Like if I- It's like on the spectrum. Yeah, if I eat ice cream, I usually have to shit right after. (laughs) (laughs) And it's usually sort of a bowel evacuation. But I'm not gonna stop eating ice cream. I'm just gonna like, you know, make sure if I'm in New York that Mm -hmm. I don't eat ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, Because there's no public places to poop. (laughs) But like, what are you gonna do? Live your whole life not doing something like just, you know what I mean? Like. And like I, I said, I put whipped cream on there. So I might be lactose intolerant, but I still put that fucking whipped cream right. on there. <laughs> it's good. You know, I'll, I'll swap out the almond milk, but yeah. I'm still having the whipped cream. Yeah, yeah, because they don't make a, do they make a whipped almond milk cream? Uh, it's gross. It, you like it? Oh, oh yeah. Drew the, says the thumbs up. You got to try it out. <laughs> oh, no, I've tried it. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, gross. Drew likes gross shit. He gave me a, one of those protein cookies. I thought it tasted like dog shit. He was like, it's pretty good, right? I'm like... Yeah, you eat dog shit. Like that. That's yeah, pretty good. yeah, no, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't care for it. Um, let's talk about something that uh, this is a good, this is a deep one. All right, let's hit it. Well, let's go, let's go medium deep, and mm-hmm. then we'll go deep okay. deep. The other day, uh, I was at the gym, mm-hmm. and you were like looking at your bicep, and you were like, ah, I'm not, you know, like talking about something, and I walked mm-hmm. in, and and then I, I put it together, and it was very interesting hearing you talk about it, and then we were talking about this, is that you were. You have a uh, low T, mm-hmm. low testosterone. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had injected so many times in one arm <laughs> yeah. that you I were like scar tissue. Yeah, yeah, scar tissue, so you can't get into it. Yeah. So like low testosterone for like a thirty-one-year-old is like a uncommon Rare. thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. like, what has that been like, and how did you find that out, and what do you do to to deal with it? For sure. So that's been kind of a journey. I found that out one year ago. It's like last January, um, and how this came about was. Um, so low testosterone, the people usually like think of the symptoms as like, you can't like get an erection. Right. And so I didn't have that symptom, but I had like all these other ones that were weird. So like I said, I've been working out since the sixth grade and now I'm 30 and a year ago, like if you looked at me walking down the street, you wouldn't say like this guy even lifted, you know, I, I would tell people like, if you worked out for even one year and you didn't look better than me you would be pissed, <laughs> you know, like how right. I looked, you know, like the amount of muscle I had. So, um, and that given, so in high school also, I was able to like squat and deadlift in the 400 pounds. And so having been able to do that for the last 15 years, I should be, I should have more muscle mass than I did. Right. Right. Uh, I was like 180 pounds having been able to do those things for 15 years. Yeah. And so that like didn't really add up. One other one is I was always hurt. Like something was always like I had some kind of pulled muscle. Um, I had had this hamstring thing since I was in grad school that I thought I ripped my hamstring and it's been bothering me since like 2007 up until last year. Like there's like, I couldn't squat um, any appreciable amount of weight um, just because of that. Yeah. And then I thought I'd ripped my pec uh, when I was in Columbia. And so I had all these things that really didn't make sense. I wasn't uh, as big as I thought I was, and then I needed all the sleep. So that's like one symptom of low testosterone, uh, which like that hasn't really gotten fixed, but that was still something that was weird. Yeah. And then uh, what I would consider like, it was like kind of like depression, but I it was not really, I wasn't really depressed, Yeah. but it was like, like depressed. Yeah, like, like a little fog, yeah, but not yeah. a, yeah. For sure, yeah. I just felt like every day, like I would wake up and my eyes would be open, but like they would, at any point, I felt like I could go back to sleep. 
you know? Yeah. And so like, that was weird. That's the weird depression thing is like, your yeah. body's just like, go back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You just sleep some more. Yeah. And so it was like weird. It was weird given how much I put into it, you know, like right. how, how much I put into my training and how much I put into my food. Like if I didn't put anything in, like that's how I looked. Like I looked like I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. And so like that's where it was annoying. It's like what I'm putting in, it's not what I'm getting out. And so, uh, I remember at that Thanksgiving, uh, my brother came in, my mom was there, and I was like telling them, like, hey, I have low testosterone. And they're like, oh, no, like, you're just being dumb. Like, and I'm like, no, I guarantee you. And then at that time, like, uh, you know how we were like renting out space? There was just like, um, there's this guy at the gym who wasn't like a part of TFW, but he was a doctor. And I was like, dude, I think I, I went up to him, like, I think I have low testosterone. And he's like, no, that's not like not possible. That's like, not possible. Like a, of like an actual doctor. A physician me. said. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go get tested. He's like, okay. He, he didn't believe me so much that he was like, well, when your numbers come back like normal, I'll take you out to lunch. Cause I know you're going to be upset, you know? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right. So I go get tested. That's win-win. You're getting a free lunch or you're yeah, getting a yeah. diagnosis. <laughs> and so like, yeah, I came back like technically like, like clinically low. Yeah. And so at the time, weirdly, I was living with like this 65 year old retired guy. And, uh, and so his testosterone was like double what mine was, you know? And I was like, and that's insane. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've been on that for like a, like the last year and, uh, so I was weighing like 180 then, and now I'm like 215, which is like weird. And wow. now, yeah, now I feel like I look like I lift and it's like, I go to the gym and I put in the same amount of work, but I'm like a, a fraction of the sore. I, all of those injuries, like the hamstring thing that I had for almost 10 years is just gone. Um, and then the biggest thing I say is like, now when I wake up and I open my eyes, I feel like they're open, which is like so cliche, you know, but it's oh, like, yeah. but it's like, they, they they're like actually just like not heavy, you know, yeah. my eyes aren't heavy, which is weird. So what is like a typical age that like a, a male person, a male, per, a man <laughs> yeah. would, uh, uh, would, would like experience that like 50, uh, 60, something well, like that. I don't know if there is a typical, 40? I just think like people don't go get tested. So like, I yeah. feel like I have a lot of, uh, confidence, you know? Yeah. And then like in my, because it is hard tell someone you think you have low testosterone because they think like your dick doesn't work. And so like, that's hard to like tell people and then they're telling you, you don't. And it's hard to have like so much confidence and you're like, no, 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 like I'm for real. And so I just think a lot of people don't go get tested who might be experiencing those things. Um, cause I didn't have the traditional symptoms, you know? Um, but I just think, like I said, my 65 year old roommate at the time, his was twice mine. So I don't know if there is like a typical, but I feel like the older you get, the the worse it is. What does Google say, Drew? So I looked this up. Um, <laughs> according to this, if any of it is true, because you know how Google is, but it says beginning at age 30, testosterone levels drop on average about 1% per year. Um, it says about 5% of men between the ages of 50 and 59 have low levels of testosterone along with symptoms like loss of libido and sluggishness. But it also mentions the same stuff you were talking about, mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, problems sleeping and uh, depression and stuff like that. Yeah. This other one says one in four men over 30 has low testosterone. That's just like the high level of it. But I was reading into it a little bit. But, yeah, all the stuff that you're talking about is true. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I would, like, experiment with other, you know, because I'm very experimental, like I was talking about with the sleep, you know, and the same thing, it's like, 
I'm putting in, like I'm trying these different things and nothing's working, you know? And, and the weird thing with testosterone is there, there's a huge range in what they consider normal. And so normal is like, uh, I think it's technically 200 to a thousand of like whatever the, the, yeah, the, the metric is. is yeah. yeah. And so like, that's huge. So yeah. that, that means you could be at a thousand and I could be at 225 and I would be considered normal just right. like you. Right. But that's not the same. And so, <laughs> uh, and so I was like right at 200 or whatever the cutoff is. Yeah. And like I said, my roommate was like 500. And then now with taking testosterone, uh, I'm at like a thousand. It's, uh, interesting hearing a lot of those symptoms too. Mm -hmm. They sound like symptoms of being old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of like being 60, you're like, eh, you're kind of crabby sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you you're always got something hurt. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, I mean, at what age can we keep just pumping testosterone in, you know? Yeah. Rogan's doing it, so. Yeah, dude. 50. It's so easy. It's a, And then I feel like that's something that is so easy to address, even for females. Like, I feel like it's as big of an issue in females do they, um, they do estrogen? Is that the they, hormone? No, I don't technically know what they do. It's like there's don't do called, testosterone, yeah. ladies. <laughs> uh, well, some of them have because it gets converted to estrogen, but oh, okay. um, but they would take like a fraction. But it's more they, they call theirs like hormone replacement therapy. So okay. I feel like they would get like a cocktail of different things uh, when like uh, what I'm taking is like testosterone replacement because guys are just easier and dumber to they're just like just do put that in yeah it's yeah. like girls are like a very specific yeah. mix of yeah, things yeah, to, yeah yeah um but it's it's like so easy to get to, it's just like one blood test and then it just comes back and so i don't know why more people don't get the test i don't know if they don't want the answer or what uh and it is kind of you know i don't mind it but i have to give myself a shot every week which is kind of weird but yeah. Um, but I don't think that's like it is that, it an elephant needle or is it no, like it's tiny it's tiny yeah. well it's not tiny but it's like not big. It's a 25. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an insulin needle. Yeah. So that's yeah. like a 31. Uh, but it's not, it's nothing crazy. Do they need to make like one of those things, like the insulin thing where it's like, duck, and it just mm -hmm. like, do they have those? Mm, I don't know. Cause it's like oil based. Uh, so it's actually hard to like push through. So if you get a needle that's too small, like it takes time. Like it probably, like once I have it in my arm, it probably takes me like a minute to like push it in. Oh, so yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Which like when I first started, I was putting it in my butt. And yeah. so like, so it's hard to visualize, but imagine like having a needle in your hand and like you have to turn around, rotate around, and then you're shoving this needle into your ass in the right spot. So I'm like looking in the mirror. Then like my like abs would start cramping, you know? So like I'm getting like this cramp oh. with a needle on my ass. And then so... So you have your hand next to the needle to shove it in. Well, that's not how you push the stuff in. Yeah. So then you, somehow you have to like let go of this needle. Oh. And like, and so it's just, just like hanging, hanging, it's like hanging your ass. <laughs> and then you have to get your hand over to the, like the plunger part. And it was bad. So uh, I didn't, I do not do that anymore. <laughs> I put it on my shoulder, which is a lot. It's there's gotta be some, some, medical company maybe we can make one mm -hmm. like there's got to be a better way right yeah. at least for the plunger thing like well, a side plunger or something yeah. you know so i can go through the other options uh so they have a cream yeah. so you can get the same testosterone compounded at a pharmacy into a cream that uh you have to shave your balls every night <laughs> but you shave them every day and then you put this on the base of your like on your side. balls yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh and so then, yeah, and that's technically better because, like, what you don't want in testosterone is a big, like, bolus. Like, yeah. you want it to be even, and so that's technically the best way to do it. 
<laughs> how many how many things do they have to go through to like the clinical trials? Like, all right, try one, try these ones on the knees and see what happens. Uh, uh, Fred over there, do him on his elbows, and uh, Victor, make him shave his balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never thought about that. I have no idea how they come up with that. Uh, we should well, make I, a little duck. Well, maybe because uh, I remember that like Androgel commercial a long time ago, where it's like. Uh, so if you put it like on your arm yeah. and like your like wife touches you, like she's getting that testosterone. Yeah. I remember yeah. hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's maybe. They're like, know, put it a place where yeah. ladies. Unless like not, you're yeah. like eating ass every night. Like you're yeah. not like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like she might not be touching, you know, she might not, that might be the safest place. Yeah. Let's say that. I've, yeah. I think the nuts are the underneath of your foot. It's interesting. Yeah. They didn't well, go. then they'll probably like wipe off. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's that one. And then, like, I don't know much about the pellets, but there's something, like, some time-release thing where they put, like, I don't know, a bunch of, like, pellets in you, and they just, like, dissolve. Where, where in you? Suppository? Uh, no, I think they're, like, in, like, underneath the skin, like, maybe, like, in, oh. yeah, it's, like, weird. But then, like, once you, it's kind of like an IUD or oh, something. Oh, yeah, that you know, makes sense. Or yeah. it's just, like, under your skin, and so you don't really feel it, and then maybe you go and get it, like, once every six months or a year. I have lady friends that swear by the I no I no what is it I, called yeah the IUD. arm thing yeah is it IUD no no, no I, it's a I, different one no yeah because that's an uterine it's device. important uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah because uh, an interesting thing about um, I'll spit a little science on you Hit Victor it. since you're so well versed uh, <laughs> Implanon. 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 it's like an implant implant that they put in your there you arm. go yeah nice uh, all right there you go friends uh, the pill right. Mm -hmm. Very effective mm -hmm. if you take it at the exact minute every day at oh, the wow. exact time. Yeah. If you don't take within like a 10-minute window or something, mm -hmm. it uh, now I'm just going to make up, True, will find the mm -hmm. real numbers on this. That's, Huge, you're like varied, terrifying me right now. <laughs> so it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. don't, trust a, don't trust a lady who's like, oh, I'm on the pill. It's fine. Because yeah. if you're on the pill, you better be on the pill taking it at 4.05 every. That's wow. why they have the timer, timer like yeah, on I've the thing. It, yeah. It's not to like remind you to take it. it was, yeah. It's to remind you to take it right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so, like so scary. It, so Yeah. I think about like if I have a daughter at like the minute that she, you know, can produce like 12 or something <laughs> produce. crazy, produce a child. <laughs> yeah. She's getting implanted. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean. I don't know if she has sex 20 years later, I'll be like, well, we were safe for those 20 <laughs> years. Cause I don't want to know yeah. the day when she's like, mm -hmm. dad, I need to be on birth control. Uh -huh. I want to be like, we're already on autopilot for that situation yeah, yeah, for sure. And not like false, uh, confidence, you mm -hmm. know, you're like, I'm on the pill so I can do whatever yeah. I want. Yeah. So I don't want kids like ever. Um, and so one thing with testosterone is it, it does. So some people, can procreate being on testosterone. Um, but one thing you can do is you can take this other compound called HCG, HCG, human something, something. Uh, <laughs> so they, like gonadotropin. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they actually get this out of a woman's placenta, which is weird. Whoa. And so, so say you're on testosterone therapy, um, that's going to... Testosterone is one of the things that we're, if you take it exogenously, like if you, I'm injecting the testosterone, my body completely stops making it myself. So we can get in one weird uh, side yeah. effect. The side effects I've had, like my hair is like going back a little bit, you know? So like right. that's kind of annoying because I've never had a problem with that. And the biggest one and most private one is like your balls shrink up. Yeah, right? yeah. And so, um, 
that's real. <laughs> and cause uh, that's the thing with taking steroids, right? Mm-hmm, it's yeah. like a thing is like yeah, guys would have like crazy acne. They would have yeah, receding mm-hmm, hairlines yeah. and their nuts would be up in their yeah. throats. Yeah. yeah. And so like, that's kind of weird to get around, but, uh, but it disrupts like your pituitary and like hypothalamus tell your like testes to produce testosterone. Well, when you're on it, you don't have that. And so that same axis, it's the HPTA axis also is what's responsible for producing sperm. So if you're not, if you're not, you know, if you're disrupting that, you're not producing the testosterone and you're also not producing the sperm. And so oh. uh, chances are, uh, you know, I don't want to like tell someone this and like go out and get like pregnant, but like chances are you're not going to be producing a child while you're taking testosterone. But if you take the HCG, that like stimulates you to produce your own. So then, so say like, you're like, Hey, we want to have a kid. You would probably just go on that for like a month or whatever, you yeah, know, and yeah. you just come off. So uh-huh. it's not an issue, but, but, uh, what you're telling me with the birth control, that's like terrifying me. But then I always have to like fall back on that. Well, it's like, eh, I probably can't produce anything <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, why not get, uh, cauterized when it just gets I should Uh, I don't know my mom tells me so my mom's a nurse and she tells me that no doctor would do it on me (laughs) because I'm too young oh really So like apparently so someone um no but if you had two kids they would do it on you well so like weirdly uh we were just talking about this at the gym and apparently you have to take your wife in with you like they if you went yeah and I'm like what is what is this this is wild yeah like uh so my like, body, my rights. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I, no, I was like, yeah, what? Well, I, I don't. Let's get. start a men's rights club. <laughs> yeah, I want my vasectomy. Yeah. And, and Women the, have too long enjoyed the uh, labors of uh, mutual consent for, for yeah. vasectomy. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, so yeah. Apparently, this doctor would not do the. They won't even do the consultation with you unless you bring your wife. And so that sounds like some religious shit. I know it's like, this is like, cause like the Catholics are like, you have to have, have kids. to have kids. <laughs> yeah. So this is an affront to God yeah. and we need to make sure that you and your wife are both heathens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. It's weird. So, uh, that was weird, but my mom's convinced that I would not be able to get a doctor to do it on me. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I used to watch this little show called Nip Tuck. Did mm-hmm. you ever watch oh, that? Oh yeah. I remember uh, Christian, mm-hmm. the ladies' man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of his rituals before uh, uh, consummating mm-hmm. would be he would <laughs> uh, have a hot tub, boil it to the hottest oh. it would go, oh, yeah. and then just give his balls a nice 10-minute uh, tub. Yeah, there's also that episode the of the uh, the Office where, uh, where Dwight, gets into that contract with Angela and they have to procreate five times. Oh and yeah. So he's like, he's like, I'll give it to her, but I'm not going to give her the good stuff. And then the whole episode is him like riding a bike where he's like bouncing up and down, <laughs> crushing his balls. And he, he's like microwaving something and he has his leg up on the, like the wall, like trying to microwave his nuts. And it's just like, God. dude, the office is legitimately <laughs> the only series that I can watch. Like we could watch it right now yeah. and I would binge with you. I would, Throw away all responsibilities to just watch it for the seventh time in a row. Oh, yeah. I can't. I can't get into anything yeah. else. But dude, yeah, no, great yeah. show. I love it. Office. Oh, that's funny. I think that Netflix has lost the Office, right? Uh, it's on there today, and the minute they take it off is the minute I'm out. I would predict a thirty percent decrease in Netflix subscriptions. Yeah, the, like there's nothing else to watch. I know, dude. Yeah. Uh, it makes me sad thinking about. They took off Friday Night Lights. I like that. The other day, I went on to like watch a this is probably just a glitch, but like I went on and like to watch like a kid's movie with my mm-hmm. kid and like the movie thing wasn't working. 
Like they were like, we don't have movies right now. We just oh, have wow. shitty kids. Like it's turning into just shitty kids. Mm -hmm. Like because everyone's like getting their own service. It's like, oh yeah. no, you can't have any Disney movies because Disney's They're all make pulled. Money. Oh, yeah. I know. And I want to talk shit on Disney for a second too because. Uh, you know, I signed up for the year-long thing with Disney, mm -hmm. and I'm done watching all the Disney stuff. They tricked me. <laughs> That's what I got, yeah. They fucking tricked me. That's and why then, you get the seven-day trial. I know, you could, yeah. <sighs> and then you just watch them for seven days. And then Frozen 2 came out. Mm -hmm. Big Frozen fan over here. Mm -hmm. I got to wait like three months to get it on. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they still want, I mean, it makes They're sense. They want to, yeah. you got to buy it. You want to rent mm -hmm. it. What the fuck? Anyway, mm -hmm. but all that Star Wars nerd shit, I'm in for it for that. So no, I would no. actually pay $80 just to watch another season How of much Mandalorian. Is it? I think it's like $80 a year. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. So it really isn't. If you think month, about yeah. like back in the blockbuster days, mm -hmm. you're, you're crushing like 30 bucks going to get oh, yeah. you know, new releases, get yeah. a couple of, yeah. Um, can I vent to you about my number one thing at the gym? Yeah. And I'm surprised that nobody's talking about it. And maybe they might be talking about you it. You can work it in. Okay. At the gym. This is insider baseball, everybody, but just stick with me. I'll paint a beautiful picture. At the gym, there's a little box, and on that box, everybody sets their drinks. Sometimes mm -hmm. their phones and mm -hmm. their keys yeah. and all that. Uh, it's a nice little safe space mm -hmm. for in-between sets that we mm -hmm. all go to drink yeah. and water. What kind of psycho monster, or not even that, unaware person, mm -hmm. goes up, stands at the box, gets their water, and just stands right up against the box. There's 20 other people that need to get their water from the box. It's like the rule is, I guess nobody's, you know, maybe I'm the only person thinking this, take your water, take three or four steps back mm -hmm. to let all the other water buffalo to the watering mm -hmm. hole. That's good. You know? Yeah, we should start addressing that. We should make like a Should sign. I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I mean, these are the real issues. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think everything else there... Runs like clockwork, mm -hmm. but somebody needs to get. How about I do this? I'll come in with some tape, like some mm -hmm. caution tape, and tape it down to the ground and have like mm, a. That's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we can hit people's toes with like a fly swatter if they're over it while yeah. they're water. I think that'd be good. <laughs> One thing um, that's interesting is like, so um, I guess you guys both have waters, but uh, we've been here for X amount of time. And how much water have you drank? Uh, like 10 ounces maybe. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, 10 ounces. And so one funny thing about the gym and the water thing is like I feel like there are hours where people go a complete hour without drinking anything. Would mm -hmm. you agree with that? And I, then, I only drink water the entire day at the gym. Mm -hmm. That's oh, that, my maybe that's only why, yeah. water consumption. Because I'll be like, okay, everyone, we're about to do this one thing for the next five minutes. Can you please like plug in? And just like engage for five minutes. Yeah. And like, I'm like, three, two, one, go. And then everyone needs to like tie their shoe. Go <laughs> they, in this five minute segment, they need to go grab a drink like five separate times. I'm like, mm -hmm. how, how many times are you, when have you ever drank two times in five minutes? It's like not a thing, but I don't know. It's so funny. There's like a, um, there's a comfort in knowing that you have fully prepared. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I retie my shoes probably twice in the gym every time. Mm -hmm. I take my hair out I feel of like a, it's an excuse to get out of the work, but yeah. No, it probably is yeah. subconsciously. <laughs> oh yeah. But it's like I don't want to go into battle without making sure that these mm -hmm. needs are met, you know? Yeah. And also, I think the uh, the fear of the unknown mm -hmm. is like you're not saying like, "All right guys, nobody take a drink because for the next 5 minutes I need your full." It's like 
this, this might be the last drink that I get for a whole <laughs> five life. Minutes, five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I just think I think there's some like uh, some ape shit, some monkey shit built oh, into yeah. us of like worrying oh, about yeah. those things. It's weird. Know? It's it's kind of funny. Um, uh, one thing that uh, without getting too personal, I have friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll call we'll say they're my friends. They're not, but we'll say they are acquaintances. Um, no, friends oh. of somebody else. But anyway, these people. Uh, worry about stuff a lot, mm-hmm. different things. Um, they both two, two different individuals worry about things and they take steps to uh, ensure that those things are not worries, you know? Mm-hmm. They live their whole life just like doing all these things to make sure, I'm trying to be vague so that I'm not like putting anybody on blast, but yep. my point is at some point the worrying oh, yeah. is like the stress of that is is terrible for you. It's worse than like whatever thing you're fixing. Oh yeah, for sure. You know? Um, so actually... I don't know if you guys follow Will Smith on Instagram. You guys follow him? <laughs> That's why I got Instagram. Dude, he like is killing, like, you know, he like didn't have any social media for like forever and yeah. he just got this Instagram thing and it's like, he's killing it. But it's like, this was, this is what a billionaire looks like when they have Instagram. Yeah. You know? But he like has some pretty cool messages. And one yeah. of the things he talks about is fear. Um, and he actually just posted something like yesterday or something. It just popped up on my thing where this kid is holding onto this rope in the water. So the kid is like horizontal in the water and he's just like screaming. He's like yelling because he's going to drown, right? And it's talking about how fear, um, yeah, Drew's looking it up. He'll have to read it to us. Um, but the kid is holding on. And then at the end of it, the kid is standing in water that's like six inches deep. Play it. Play it. Let's watch it. Can we watch it? So the kid is holding on to this rope. Yeah. And he's crying like he's like about to die. And then at the end... Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. And then at the end, everyone, <laughs> they just uh, shove his feet down and he can stand up. And look at this. Um, oh, my God. And, and so, like, if we read that, it says, fear is not real. It's a product of our imaginations. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts about the future. So causing us to suffer things uh, that do not that do not present... Uh, and may never exist. So you're worrying about this thing that may not present or ever exist. And um, and so um, danger is real, but fear is the choice. And then the first comment on there that has 8,000 likes is we suffer more in imagination than reality. And I thought that was really good. That is real. Man. Oh, yeah. 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 That's great. That's I wish that we were, this was a video cast and not a audio cast, but. That was crazy. Yeah, you seeing a little kid like in distress like that. You're yeah. like, you're like oh yeah, up. yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> Who, water's who's trying to drown this kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the water's a foot deep, and he just stands up. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so that's interesting. Shout out to Will Smith for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I definitely am not a worrier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's weird. I I think I come from. I don't think I do. I come from warriors, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm trying to. An interesting thing about having kids is that it really like um, forces you to confront a lot of shit about you because Mm -hmm. you realize like we are just a programmed version of our parents Mm -hmm. and having kids sort of forces you to look at like, okay, what do I want to keep from the programming and what do I want to sort of rage against? Mm -hmm. And I I love that you said that because I feel like people, so here's what I always say. You have that programming and you can either, you 
you have to realize that you do have it. And then you can either make a decision whether you want to be like that or you don't. And then you have to live your life like either, like you said, fighting against it or like embracing it. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that. Well, it's like, it's like alcoholism. It's like, uh, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Admitting that you have a problem or like first step. Yeah. Or like, so my dad is from Mexico and is very native American. And if you don't know the prevalence of alcoholism and native Americans is like very high. And so I know their body just can't. Yeah break the stuff down. Yeah. And so I know that, like, so I know that alcoholism is in like my blood, yeah. you know? And so I can either be an alcoholic very easily yeah. or like I've, I've never drank straight edge yeah. yeah. And, and so like, um, yeah, your parents give you these things and you can either like, and, and it applies to other things that I don't have experience with, but like child abuse. Like I feel like that, uh, streak like is kind of hereditary. So like if you, endured that you you can pass that down to your kids and like be a terrible parent or you can realize like how you were brought up was wrong and then like go the opposite way yeah it's very interesting that's almost always what happens when anybody has any sort of trauma Mm -hmm. is they either do the exact same thing to Mm -hmm. their family because their kids because they you know it's just the inertia of that or they're like i will never do that shit again Mm -hmm. and then it's like and maybe even to a fault even overcorrection Mm -hmm. Um, but I noticed that like with my kids, like just uh, honestly, I got a lot of weird shit programmed on me, but like I will, I would find myself, um, worrying about them falling, walking, you know, like mm-hmm. worrying about them bumping their head on a coffee table, like shit like that. And then other weird stuff, like I would do too much for them. Mm-hmm. I feel like my, uh, and that independence piece missing my wife is good. Cause she's on the opposite mm-hmm. end of it. Yeah. She's like, why are you tying his shoes? He's mm-hmm. four years old. He knows how to tie his shoes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I'm like better at it. We got to go. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we don't have to go right now. Have him sit there for 20 minutes at, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. Cause if he doesn't do it now, I'll be tying this motherfucker's shoes when he's 20, you know, like, mm-hmm. but that's just built in. It's like, that's normal. Cause I probably was not, you know, I think my mom still ties my shoes mm-hmm. if I see her, you know, yeah. like she doesn't, but it's yeah. I have slip-ons. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. It's weird shit that you, um, and I would say that's probably the only reason to have kids is just to become a better version of yourself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you know, like I said, I don't want kids, uh, but I feel like I would be a good dad, you know, like I'm pretty attentive and stuff like that with my dog. Well, <laughs> that's good is, practice, but it is a weird thing that it's like a lot of responsibility. <laughs> yeah. But it's almost like the people that, are like, I know that I don't want to have kids mm-hmm. because of X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they might be the people best equipped to do it. Yeah. Whereas the people that are like, I'm going to have kids when I'm 18. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. you you should be on a list of people that should not be having yeah. kids. We should give you some yeah. testosterone cream to rub on your balls. <laughs> so Elon Musk actually talks about that in his book. I don't know if you've read that. I don't know how to uh, read, but. Um, it's pretty good. Um, if you're into Reading? It. Uh, well, both oh, his that, book. both that and the book. Yeah. I think it's just like an autobiography called Elon Musk. And so at the end he was talking about how like he doesn't particularly want kids. Um, but he feels like he has to have them just to make the world less dumb. You know, he's like, yeah, because like you said, like those people who are having 20 kids when breeders. they're 20, yeah, breeders yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, are like bringing down the gene pool. And so like, it seems like the higher, we I don't know. Need more Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, I am. He's like, I'm honestly just having kids out of like social obligation to like 
preserve the gene pool. He should just donate all his sperm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like every day, like that should come with your Tesla car yeah. is a little <laughs> vial of musks, you know? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't, you know, cause how, how like, <laughs> it'll be a new update. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause pop your glove box <laughs> open. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a feature set. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's on the, that's the X, the model X comes with the little musks yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's apparently like a, a tactic um, in the uh, in the Muslim Israeli fight or conflict mm -hmm. is like we'll just uh, like in the Gaza Strip and all oh, that. Oh wow! It's like we'll, we'll just, just populate more. Yeah, people. we'll fuck them out of here. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's and it's like all like uneducated people who are like you know these people are the devil and like mm -hmm. so we'll just have like twenty kids mm -hmm. and then hopefully they only have like fifteen kids and mm -hmm. but that's we'll like a, five. that's a fucking arms race Dude, to Armageddon. You know. Yeah. Wow. With humans. I've come up with a name for the Elon Musk semen. <laughs> it's called Musk Spunk. Oh, Musk Spunk. Musk. That's good. Uh, yeah. Um, can we make that a shirt, Drew? Can you get on that? The Musk Spunk. Oh, oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm all right. Get it's it already in my mind. <laughs> um, what time is it? Oh, one fifteen. You want to go deeper? Oh, we can go however deep you want to go, bro. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that you shared um, that I was like in my head, I was like, I don't know if we need to get into this on the podcast or not, but mm -hmm. you were like, wh when you sat down, you're like, we can go as deep as you want. And I'm like, yeah. all right, let's go. I mean, and I feel, and I already talked to, with you about this before we got on mic, but you talked about it in the class was like that you had sort of flown too close to the sun with like dieting mm -hmm. and like all that and like had some kind of eating disorder that you yeah. have like made it through and For like sure. I don't know that might be interesting yeah let's hit it so let's go into it uh so I guess the story starts when I was maybe like 14 or 15 like I was a fat kid you know yeah. like with those like puffy cone nipples and everything me too yep. yeah and so like i'm even self-conscious to wear a shirt now like it's like i put on a shirt and i ask them, like can you see my nipples like <laughs> and then if the answer is yes like i fucking take out the shirt because i hate it <laughs> Dude, um, that's so that's me <laughs> my wife was like she's like why are you going through all those shirts and i'm like because you can see my nipples yeah like i want the nipple ratio to be right i don't want to tent out weird at the bottom yes, like i yeah. want it to kind it's of like hard. be fitting and she's like you have problems i'm like yeah 100%, yeah 100 yeah. yeah and so like i lived out in the country and there's only one other house like with people my age like in like walking distance you know yeah and they were just these like two hot girls you know and so what hit, a problem to have i know i know <laughs> and so like i was totally like just like you know we were just like friends because you know whatever but um and so i'm like this fat kid and so i think that exacerbated my uh complex but um so it all culminated culminated and we went to the swimming pool and I was so fat and self-conscious. Like I didn't take my shirt off, yeah. you know? And so like did the thing where like the shirt's like, swimming. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And so then, um, I like really reined it in. Like as a junior in high school, I started like waking up and making my breakfast, which is weird. I would have oatmeal and eggs every morning. And then I would put like this piece of chicken on the George Foreman grill. Yeah. Are those still a thing? 
Uh, I feel like in college dorms probably. Yeah. yeah. So I would do that and then a baked potato and I would take that for lunch. So every day, like from like my junior year, senior year, I took my lunch to school, which is like weird. And you were lifting at this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just like, cause I'm like, dude, I got to like rein in. And I don't think I like lost a lot of weight then. And part of that's like, I just think like some kids are just like fat. Like, yeah, they, yeah. you know, it's just like going through that fat stage. But then I get uh, to college and like I said, kind of dabbled in bodybuilding. So I did a couple of bodybuilding shows, like where I like got up on stage and my skimpies. And, and so like, if you don't know much about bodybuilding, it's essentially uh, yo-yo dieting. So like you, uh, go pretty hard, like dieting down, they call it. And so you're losing weight. And so my first one, I lost 50 pounds. So I weighed 150 pounds. Jesus. Which is like insane. I look like a skeleton. It was yeah. gross. And so then after you've been dieting for so long, you just go and binge eat all this food. And like, I remember I gained 20 pounds in one weekend and like it never left. So it wasn't like it was like gone by Monday. It was like there. Your body needed it. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, okay, back to and, normal. Yeah. Well, and then you just like get fat. Um, yeah. And so that happened. I went through like three cycles of that. And then on my last like bodybuilding prep, like me getting ready for the show, uh, I was like six weeks out and I had just lost a lot of weight, which if you don't know, like usually the weight starts out going fast and then it slows down and it slows down. And so it's getting harder and harder. Well, like to be that close to the show and I lost like three pounds in one week. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, I had like a workout partner at the time and, he was like, well, just go like add a little bit of food. And so I went home and I was like, all right, I'm going to have like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. And I ended up eating the whole fucking loaf of bread of peanut butter jelly sandwiches and then uh, proceeded to like uncontrollably eat for the next like essentially three years, you know, really? yeah, which is crazy. So, and at the time, like I knew I was like blowing it. So at one point I remember like eating and crying because <laughs> I just like, there's just like, it's uh, like a lifetime movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I'm sad. Sorry. To uh, laugh no, at no, no, no. Like, and I laugh about it. You know, it's like, it was like an interesting time looking back. And, um, but one, th- the one thing I describe it as is like, I literally felt like I would die if I stopped eating. You know, I was like, Whoa. Uh, and we can talk about some of my epic binges. If you want, you want some examples? <laughs> Please. Uh, so, uh, when it first started happening, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's because I'm eating like kind of like junk food, right? So my ne- the next one that gets, cause it would almost be like a trigger. Uh, and so like the next time I get triggered, all I'm going to do is eat chicken, right? And so at the time I worked in the meat department at Walmart. And so they would throw away those rotisserie chickens and our, our thing. So I would just like have like rotisserie chicken, whatever <laughs> I want. And so I ate two fucking rotisserie chickens, like two chickens yeah, and a box of Pop-Tarts. So that was like one of them. So like I was just like out of chicken. I was like, I guess I'll just go eat a box, a box of Pop-Tarts. So I did that. So that was like one, which is like weird because I don't think a lot of people could eat two chickens. When you eat that, I mean, are you feeling mm-hmm. like... No, I don't feel anything. Oh my God, really? Yeah, nothing. Uh, so like that's weird. And so I feel like my my fullness mechanism, whatever that is, whatever yeah. tells you that you're Broken. full, I don't have that. Yeah. You don't still? No. Mm-mm, no. Whoa. Um, and so you should be like a competitive eater. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that, yeah. So then like one of my best ones, my best binges is, so I went to this place called Genghis grill. So it's like one of those Mongolian grills where like you go up and like you put the, Oh, food I'm in. familiar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so there's not one here. I don't think. Oh yeah, there are. They're, are they, they hide them. Okay. So like, yeah, I was at Genghis <laughs> grill. And so you go up and you make your own, like you put your raw food in there and they cook it in the thing and they like put it on top of rice or whatever you want. So I ate one of those bowls, which is a pretty good amount of food, right? Yeah. And then I ate another one. 
Then it was kind of like- That's good to stop there, yeah, two bowls. Yeah, and then it was kind of like in the part of Tulsa that's like reminds me most of the Central West End. So it's, it's like on Cherry Street. And so there's just a bunch of restaurants. And so after that, I went to this place that was having $5 burger and fries because it was Monday. So I, uh, I ordered my burger and fries. And while that was cooking, I went next door and ordered a 14-inch pizza. So then, like, I went back and ate the burger. Then I came back and ate the pizza. Jesus. Then I went home, and I just ate a box of cereal, <laughs> an entire box. Sorry, I hate to cut in here. What is it? There's say? a competitive eater on YouTube named uh, Matt Stoney. He makes six thousand dollars a day. Whoa! Look up furious. Look up furious Pete. Oh so, no! You've so, gone down the rabbit no, hole. No, well, of- furious Pete. Like, so he's like in the bodybuilding community, and he almost died of anorexia, right? And became a competitive eater. And so, like, that's like, whoa, weird. yeah. It, it's it's pretty funny. He like films. He like does like kind of like these little challenges. Like, he went to this McDonald's and he ate everything on the menu. Like, literally, or no, he. Ate, Every value meal. So, like, give me the one through 12 yeah. with all the fries, all the drinks. Sorry, and- sir, you cut out there. I said one through 12. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so he, like, just makes these videos of him eating the random stuff. But uh, so so that was happening. And, um, you know, at the time, so I have a degree in nutrition. So you were binging, but you weren't purging. You were like. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so just mm-hmm. how would you not be a thousand pounds? Yeah, that was hard. So. Uh, so then I would like kind of cycle in and out of like, you know, I'm just not going to eat the next day and then it would happen. So then I started, uh, experimenting with intermittent fasting, you know, which seems to be like a bigger thing these days, but it was like pretty, you know, I kind of had to go down those rabbit holes of like forums. Remember forums back in the day? Calories in calories out, out, bro. So if I just eat 10,000 calories today, I just don't eat for the next four days (laughs) and then I'm good to go and I'm healthy. Yeah. But remember forums like back in the, like, yeah. yeah. So like I was like going down and I found this intermittent fasting thing where you would eat for eight hours and then fast for 16. So it's like, Hey, I'm just going to eat from noon to eight, Mm -hmm. you know? And so then all my calories that I was having, I would have them in that window so I would have like these huge ass meals. They're like huge, you know, where I would not want to eat anymore. And that seemed to help for a little bit. Um, and then, uh, you know, like I said, I have a nutrition degree. And in that we do a, a decent amount of like psychology, you know, cause it's pretty tight, uh, closely tied in there. And then there, like I wasn't meeting the criteria for any uh, eating disorder at the time. Cause like you said, usually binging is associated with purging, which, by definition, if you're over 15% body fat, is bulimia. And so I'm not having that. So I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm having. This is like so weird because I don't have any of those tendencies. And then uh, around that time, maybe a year into it, they came out with a new uh, DSM, which is like the Diagnostic Manual for Psychology. And so they introduced a new... Uh, the Victor? Yeah, yeah. It's, called, it's like binge eating disorder. And so like I met all the criteria for that. And so it's essentially bulimia minus a purging, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. You know, I tried a lot of things, but I think some of it is just like just time, you know, yeah. just time being like fatter, you yeah. know, like, so when you're doing the bodybuilding shows, you're like super lean, like you don't have a lot of fat. And I think that it just signals to your body, you need food. And so just time being fatter, like kind of dissipated that. And then I tried like everything, kind of like the sleep thing. So tried to instrument fasting. Like I tried all these like weird things. Um, and it's like been, uh, I haven't had like an episode, uh, Hey, it was like three years ago on Thanksgiving ended with me crying 
telling my mom I'm never coming home for Thanksgiving again because like, uh, so huge I, Thanksgiving meal is like a the trigger of yeah all I hate triggers. Thanksgiving yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like an alcoholic being at like <laughs> yeah, the bar, the bar. You know? that's yeah, like how yeah. my mom you know it's yeah. like so so traditionally so growing up when I would go home and like people aren't gonna believe this my mom cooks six pumpkin pies four for me <laughs> two for the rest of the family <laughs> like I'm not even joking uh, then she makes like two pans of rolls one for me <laughs> one, one for the rest of the family yeah. <laughs> And, and so then like, I, I'm like, Hey mom, I don't want any of that food. Like, don't make it for me. Just make like the food that you'd make for everyone else. And I get home and everything's like normal. So I eat all the pumpkin pies. I eat all the rolls. And then what set it off is like my mom bought one of those like Marie calendar apple pies. Yeah. Right. And so the thing is like, she didn't even make it. So it's like, she didn't even put any love into it. It's just like a thing that we bought. And yeah. so, um, I end up like, so I'm eating, I eat a piece. And then I know I'm going to eat this whole fucking thing, you know? And so I'm like, hey, does anyone want any of this pie? And no one wants any. No one. And so I'm like, well, I'm just going to throw it away, right? Yeah. I've only eaten one piece, but I'm going to throw it away. And my mom was like, no, no, no. She's like, I'm going to eat a piece later. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to throw away. And so ended up, long story short, I ate the whole fucking pie. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like super pissed because like she didn't throw it away and it felt like on purpose. I don't know. It's like this weird thing. Yeah. And like like not being supportive of this, you know, when, if I was like an alcoholic, yeah, exactly. And so like not being supportive of this. And so I was like, I'm never fucking coming home again. You know, like, and, um, like my sister had to intervene. It was like this big thing. And so it's been better since then. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting. And I, you know, it's kind of, it was kind of hard to talk about or it's kind of weird because like with it, with eating disorders, there's not very good treatment for right, any of them. Right. You know, it's like everything, it's like, you know, if you're anorexic. It's a psychological thing, yeah, which is the go, mind like, is so unknown mm -hmm. compared to the body. Yeah. So it's like. And like, how do you treat like me feeling like I'm going to die if I don't eat? You right. know, it's like, uh, that's not a, like a pill or anything. It's, it was so weird. So I never went to get like treatment or anything. Um, and I don't know if that like exacerbated, like lengthened it out or anything, but it's better now, but. Uh, that's definitely, uh, I don't know all this to say like, so the testosterone thing and, and this, what I, what I do at the gym, there's no like dogma. I don't believe any one way is the best way, whether it's exercise or nutrition. Like I've tried everything, you know, like, and everything works to a degree, you know, and, and it's just like, you just have to find through experimentation, which a lot of people aren't willing to do, what well, works for you, you know? And I know that sounds right. so generic and stuff like that, but, but like, I don't take anything off the, I, I, well, I say I don't take anything off the window, but I think bar is dumb as fuck. Uh, so you shouldn't do that, but everything else is like on the table. <laughs> oh, like what you should <laughs> Well, it's, it's interesting too, like, um, talking about things can or can't work for you. Mm -hmm. When we had Lux on the podcast, she was taking uh, like an antidepressant, mm -hmm. which worked great yeah. for 10 years. And then one day it just stopped working. Wow. Because that shit happens. Like mm -hmm. your body is physiologically changes every, you know, every day, but yeah. definitely at, over long periods of time, like what works now might not work later. And like, for sure, I think you always have to be willing to like stop and reevaluate yeah. where you're at, you know, and that's hard to do. And especially like in the health and fitness industry, where things seem like, like I said, so dogmatic. Like you have like people like, oh yeah, you should have like zero carbs. And the other people are like, you should have like 
carbs every day, all day, like nonstop, you know? And it's just like, people are just almost religious about how they feel. And so say you do wake up one day. So like one day, the intermittent fasting, I intermittent fasted for like 10 years. One day, like you said, it just like didn't work. It just like wasn't fitting. And so like, if I had been a huge proponent of that, and if I had told other people that they were stupid for not doing it, it would be hard to go back from that. And so like, I think that's one thing that is both a benefit and a drawback. So like to stand out in the fitness industry, you kind of have to have something like that. There's so many people who are loud that when you say like, oh, everything works, no one listens to that. Yeah, you you gotta say some wild shit. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so like that, and like you were talking about the chiropractor thing, how, uh, I don't know, so hit or miss. That's really what I struggled with like owning my own gym is like I felt like I had a good product and things like that, but I just like wasn't getting people in. And then other people who I knew weren't as good as me were having like more success. Like that was weird, but like I refused to make these claims, you know, like uh, outlandish right. claims. And so it was like, ah, eh, I'm not willing to do that. And so it's like hard to succeed when you're not doing that. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it's. I think about like Rogan did the uh, did the. Carnivore thing. He's a carnivore thing. Yeah. Yeah, For January. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so funny that it's like, and he had a lot of pot, like he lost like 12 Mm -hmm. pounds of fat. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he has that weird, the not weird, um, the skin thing where you have different pigmented, Mm -hmm. um, I want to say alopecia, but that's not it. It's, uh, anyway, something. Um, and he said that that like, uh, totally cleared up for the month. A lot of like autoimmune disease things clear from only eating meat. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not, willing to say that I think that that's like that we are actually carnivores and we should yeah. be eating meat but like for that month the shit worked like try it yeah. out you know what I mean yeah. like one important distinction I think to make is uh, sick people are different that's what it's called oh yeah dude uh, producer Drew over here yeah, yeah. killing it on the what, what was it again vitiligo vitiligo interesting yeah um, it's more pronounced I think like with black people they oh, yeah, they yeah. have it oh, then they yeah. have like white White, skin and then black skin. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you're like white, you have like white skin and whiter skin Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, One interesting thing to make the distinction with both exercise and nutrition is sick people are different. And so one example I say is like, dude, if you had a broken leg, you wouldn't go running. Running would be bad. Right. Does that mean that running is bad for everyone? Like, no, No. like running is good for everybody, but those with broken legs. Exactly. And so like, you know, it's just, you have to fit it in it or like you have to make it fit you, you don't have to do the thing. Like you don't have to run to be fit. Right. But if you want to run, like you have to make sure that that is like good with what your body is, if like whatever. Yeah. But same thing with nutrition. Like you can take, like what I eat probably wouldn't be like appropriate for someone who has like an autoimmune disorder, you know? So, right. Um, and one thing, uh, so I, uh, I used to work at a, like a natural food store, kind of like Whole Foods kind of thing, you yeah. know? And so uh, one big thing in there is like, you know, autoimmune disorders. And so I have a lot of like experience with People that. coming in because they have mm-hmm. auto, and yeah. so they have to get some weird yeah. root of Yeah, needle. and so one thing that seems to be common with a lot of people with those things, well, so uh, do we have to, do you want to dig into this a little bit? Nerdy stuff? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so sometimes people are having symptoms that are almost unexplainable. You know, and so um, they can like be experimenting with things. And then uh, sometimes like you just get diagnosed with like an autoimmune disorder. And that means that your body 
is essentially fighting your own body. Like your own immune system is fighting your body because it thinks it's foreign. And so one of the ways this happens is, so you have gap junctions in your intestines, right? So when you eat food, it's inside the, like the little tube. Uh Well, that food has to get out into the blood. Uh, So the gap junctions open up to allow big things like calcium and sodium into the blood. And so then it's supposed to close. Well, sometimes when you're eating foods that are like inflammatory, like we hear these like buzzwords all the time. So, um, know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so something that is in like, bre- like since, uh, I'm saying this and I eat bread like all the time. Sure. There's a compound in there called zonulin and zonulin opens up these gap junctions. Right. And so it's not a problem for some people, but it might be one of those things where like the milk thing, it's like you have some sensitivity to it. And like, you have to make the decision whether or not having it is worth it for you. But so say you're eating uh, wheat and wheat has zonulin in it. So zonulin opens up these gap junctions. So when, if you go back to the, where we are, you have intestines and inside is food. What is that also called? I don't know. Poop. Oh yeah. Right. I so the, that. Yeah. So there's poop in there. So if your gap junctions are just opening, yeah. that means that poop is now in the blood. Oh, right. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. (laughs) And so little amounts of poop are getting into the blood. And so your body is having an immune response to that poop, right? Yeah, yeah. And so your body makes an immune response to like words, almost like proteins have like, like ABCD. Sure. And so uh, the more of those that get into your blood, the more antibodies you're making and the more chances that that poop (laughs) matches your own body. And then your now your immune system thinks that your own body is foreign, and so that's one way that that could lead to autoimmune disorders. And so the way you treat that is you eliminate all the potential things that are causing that, right? And so meat is usually not one of them. And so when you go on a carnivore diet, that allows you to remove all potential irritants to the gut, and then you can get healing from that. And then so it's yeah. So so my mom. Uh, went to the, she has uh, diverticulitis mm-hmm. and a bunch of other shit. She might be a bit of a hypochondriac. Yeah. I'll say she is. I'll go on record. Yeah. Uh, is that why you're, you're so worried? So yeah. You get it from, yeah. Dude, I know. <laughs> My wife, I know. Shit. And uh, that's another episode. But um, yeah, so that's like a real thing. And she also has real issues, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so basically her doctor was like, um, we're going to have to do a surgery I don't know, cut some of your asshole out or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or you could go on this crazy diet, but you won't do that. Cause that's how doctors are. They're yeah. like, you could do the work or we could just cut you open or put you yeah. on a statin or do whatever. Oh yeah. And, um, so I was like, uh, I'll try the diet oh, first. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so she did it and it's a crazy diet where mm-hmm. it's basically, uh, this like week by week thing of like, I think for the first week she literally only ate like grape jello mm-hmm. and like bone broth. Yeah. Or some crazy shit like that. And then like the next week she was like, Oh, I can have egg whites now or mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And basically like over twelve weeks, like you add in the food reintroduced mm-hmm. all this shit. And, and then if you have a flare up, you remove the food. The that you remove had. the thing. Yeah. yeah. So lo and behold, I don't ever think she even had a flare up. Mm-hmm. Uh she all her shit was fixed. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, you know, and <laughs> she lost a lot of weight and now just gain some back. It's fine. Yeah. No shot. But she's she not having the problems anymore. No problems. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And now if she gets the problems, she knows yeah. go on this weird fucking yeah. diet. And then like, didn't have to have surgery, you know? And it's, 
crazy that it's not like just something that everybody does. Like, mm -hmm. how is that not like scripture of like, hey, if you're having a gut problem, here's mm -hmm. the thing. You're going to go down to eating nothing. Yeah. And then you're going to go back to getting to eat everything you want and all your shit will be healed. And so, yeah. Oh yeah. That's how, and like what I always say, it's like having a baby. Like when you have a baby, you don't just like say, all right, here's like some chicken nuggets. Like the first thing you eat, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's like, Hey, you're going to have like rice cereal. Cause rice is very hypoallergenic, you know, like not very many cause it doesn't have that much protein in it. So the chances of you having an allergy to rice are very low. And so that's the first thing we introduce, right? And to then, babies. Yeah. Not to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so like, and then if they get like raging diarrhea, you take it back out. And so it's the same thing. And, uh, but it's hard to eliminate all those foods because people think it's forever, but it's not, you know, like you can right. add them back in. And then if you don't have trouble with them, like it doesn't matter, you yeah. know? Um, so that's an interesting, uh, thing with the carnivore diet. And that's almost the same thing with the paleo diet too. That kind of does that too. Yeah. Um, like anything where you're eliminating a lot of stuff will yeah. have that added benefit. But sure. then people, it's people draw that causative instead of no correlative instead mm -hmm. of causative relationship. Yeah. And they're like, I did this and everything was fixed. So this is the thing that, you know, and then they start telling other people like, this is the thing that will you need heal to be you. a vegan because yeah. of this. And it's yeah. like, no, no, no. It's vegan like just means you're not yeah. eating a lot of shit. Yeah. You're eating not processed stuff also. Yeah. So hopefully. a lot of good things will happen. Yeah. That doesn't fucking mean yeah. <laughs> that being uh, a vegan is yeah. what our whole planet needs. In to my be. experience, being a vegan is eating Oreos. <laughs> those are vegan. <laughs> those are vegan yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. I was a, a vegetarian for like a year in high school when yeah. I worked at Steak and Shake. Mm -hmm. Gained 20 pounds eating uh -huh. fries and fried fish. Exactly. So. Yeah. And so uh, that's it's very interesting. I don't know. There's a lot of propaganda right now. Is that a, is that a negative word? Is propaganda negative? Yeah, it's negative, yeah. Um, there's a lot of media right now um, about... <laughs> media is a negative word. Is it? No, what no, would just know. be like... Trump would say it is. Uh, anyway, uh, Just um, about vegan stuff. And it's just like, I don't know, man. Uh, I think people are supposed to eat meat. I agree 100%. Yeah. And I used to say... But I get it if you're doing it for yeah. animal oh, yeah. things. Yeah, for but sure. Now I don't believe in that. Do you yeah. know why? Why is that? Because plants have fucking nervous systems. Oh yeah. Oh, and also if you look at uh, so the uh, the sustainable, uh, I forgot her name on Instagram, but uh, sustainable like Elizabeth or something, but she is like very much in this space, and she talks about how many animals you kill when you remove like, oh, yeah. uh, like the forest and make a monoculture, which is how you grow crops. Right. And so that's like how it's like, you're killing way more than if you would just ate the meat. You know? Yeah. Those like the combine that goes through exactly. to like cut yeah. the, whatever is like mm -hmm. all these. And this is, I tried to get into this with Adam, but uh, Adam Russell from story of the year, but since he's not here to defend himself, I will continue to say it <laughs> uh, is yeah. You like, so for one so cow, is he a vegan? Is that what this yeah, is? he's a vegan. Okay. Um, and a cook. Uh, he, so one, Big cow. Mm -hmm. That's one life you have to take yeah. to feed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That same cow, the space that, that cow is taking mm -hmm. up, all these little, little woodland creatures living inside, you know, to have that monocrop. Yeah. Now you're killing like 40 animals, uh -huh. 100 animals. Yeah. Also, do bugs not have feelings? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it's we just decide to like draw the line mm -hmm. of what matters. You know what I mean? Like oh, I'm yeah. willing to say that killing people is wrong. Yeah. That's about as far as I'll go. Yeah. I mean, dogs too. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I actually but that's love like animals. a Yeah, no, I do too. But I also know. love trees. You know yeah. what I mean? And no, when you, and when a 500 year old tree is cut down, that's worse than killing a puppy. Oh, way. yeah. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't ever think about that, but that's bad. Um, but yeah, like I, I love my, like literally love my dog. And, but 
I don't know. I don't care if people eat dogs. I don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I just think like, whatever, you know? Well, it's also, I don't want people eating dogs in America. But yeah. like, if you're in China and that's what you're doing, I don't know a lot about you over there. You guys are worried about yeah. coronavirus right now. Like, you do you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, let's, I like the, I like the idea of the cultural thing being yeah. like, eh, and you know. And like growing up on a farm, have you guys ever seen a chicken? Yeah. Like chickens are literally retarded. (laughs) Like, like, uh, so my mom had this rooster who would like chase you and like try to like claw you and stuff. Well, they're, they're like a little dumb, uh, uh, dinosaurs, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, so like like prehistoric. this rooster, like we would like take implements out to like hit it. And so like you would have a broom or like a bat where like it would chase you and you would just hit it with this bat (laughs) and it would just like go like, you know, and then it just get up and run back at you. You know, it's like, dude, I literally don't give a shit. That thing is dead. Like you can't tell me like, does that thing have feelings? Because like I just hit it with a bat. I just hit it with a bat and it came right back. Yeah, that's but a, that's weird. I've hit people with bats and they've come back before. I mean, <laughs> have you? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, They're angry enough. Yeah, um, it's like weird. So I was like, I don't really care about like. So I buy. So I don't care about chickens. Uh, <laughs> gone. Yeah, gone. <laughs> don't don't care. Take here. Yeah. So like, I will eat the shit out of some chicken, but like my beef, like I do try to buy like more sustainable, like ethical beef. Yeah, because I feel like cows do have like feelings. <laughs> Same yeah. thing with fish. Like, I don't have you ever seen a cow though? You can literally tip one over. <laughs> I mean, how smart are they? And then they're pissed, and they're they're probably hurt about it. Well, and I, this is what I think about when aliens come down mm-hmm. and they look at us. They're gonna be saying the same shit. They're like, "Look at all these chickens down here." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's all perspective. Yeah, for and sure. I just think we're so removed from plants that mm-hmm. we look at them and we're like, "Dumbass plants! I'll cut you down and make a house out of you." You yeah. know, but like. I don't know. There's like, there's probably more simple celled organisms yeah. that we could just be cultivating and eating. But yeah. like, and we're one, the lions. We're the fucking kings yeah. of the, you know, let's and go. Let's like eat it you, all. If you think about that, if you have respect for everything, like both plants and animal, animals, you have respect for nothing. Don't be a fat fuck. Oh, I think that's yeah. the most egregious eat less. thing. Yeah, exactly. Fat exactly. people are. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you really do. How like, many lives are you going <laughs> to be so fat? <laughs> yeah. So like if. If like you really do have respect for plants and you really do have respect for animals, just eat less in general. <laughs> You're creating oh. a new a new dietary uh, a new uh, what do you call it disorder? Uh, yeah, category where yeah. people are afraid to eat. <laughs> yeah, because you gotta eat something. You know, it's like that's my thing. It's like yeah. you gotta eat something. Yeah. Do you have to though? Yeah, I think so. What about a symbiotic relationship where you splice your body in with a tree or something, and you oh. can? Hey, there. Uh, have you ever read Ender's Game? That's very much in that. I think there's like the third or fourth book is. God damn! Every good idea is already taken. Yeah. I try to say some wild ass <laughs> shit, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that was the third installment of Ender's Game." Yeah. Fuck. It's like weird. Yeah. They're like connected to the trees and some weird thing like that. Yeah. I wonder. Or you can going back to the office. You can have the White's idea where you take sliders from a horse, but still have it living. What are sliders? Like burgers. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Sears said, uh, he's like, uh, Sharper Image is still considering it. Hush Lilima, whatever German is still considering. Sears said, no. <laughs> you can take six sliders from a live horse and still have it living. Was the idea. <laughs> Do you think that that's based in fact? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because I think if we're talking about sustainable living, I think that that's what we need to do. I feel like that would be more traumatic than just killing it. 
Yes. Taking five, taking six burgers from a living animal and having it still be alive would be, I would think be terrible. There's some, there's some kind of symbiotic relationship that is that though, isn't there? Where it's like, do do vegans stay tuned go to like the zoo? Next episode, we'll be going over symbiotic relationships of. Do, do vegans go to like the zoo? And no, shit? I think they're. A lot, I think they're. Here's the thing about because if they went to the zoo, I'd be like super pissed. Here's the thing about zoos: they're bad. But they're it's like greater good kind of shit. Okay, what about SeaWorld? Because that's all, all bad. To, SeaWorld's all bad. Yeah. yeah. So do vegans go to SeaWorld? No, I don't think okay. they do. I think they like. I don't even. They, go, to they go to it with like pitchforks and like yeah. uh, see, stuff I don't even, outside. See, I eat a lot of meat, but I don't go to SeaWorld because that's like bad. Yeah. No, I think everybody knows. SeaWorld's but if a bad. vegan went to SeaWorld, I'd be like super pissed. Yeah, I agree. I feel that way because you want like animal slavery, but you won't eat it. It's like, right. How righteous of you? But like, okay, zoos. So the zoo, I get in, that. The the zoo the in St. Louis thing. is like my favorite place to yeah. take my kids and has become one of my favorite places. But man, when you go in and see those primates, I yeah. mean, that's really mm -hmm. depressing. But like some of the big dumb animals, I'm like, well, life's easier here. Oh, yeah. That, that's the thing about monkeys. You know what I mean? Like any ape or any primate, you're like, they're mm -hmm. like little dumb usses, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like I've met people dumber than some of these <laughs> animals in there. I don't draw lines, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. um, so I think the idea behind and that is have that, 20 kids. well, then like then my kids will love those animals and will know why it's important to like Keep preserve them. them. Oh. Um, not to make a weird, <laughs> a weird parallel, but uh, we mentioned this on the last uh, podcast. Um, that's a problem with like racism. You know what I mean? Is like, uh, or an antidote to racism mm -hmm. is to like have friends of different cultures yeah. around you. Cause it's hard to think that somebody's bullshit when you're like, Oh, but you know, mm -hmm. but I know that, yeah. I know that class of people, For sure. they're all good. They're just like me. I feel the same way as kind of a <laughs> primates uh, is like, we're like, Oh, they're just like us. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, and so I think that's the value of the zoos is like, especially for the younger gen people, older people already made their minds up, but like younger kids being around that I hope are looking in there and yeah. being like, look, daddy, that gorilla is basically a human, mm -hmm. you know? Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, this has been a long and fun conversation. Yeah. I hope that all the Training for Warriors members listen to it. Uh, for sure. And I hope that... Um, I didn't offend anyone. No, I hope we offended a few people, a few yeah. assholes out there that deserve to be offended. The people and who I, go to SeaWorld. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think SeaWorld's going to be a sponsor. I also hope that uh, the listeners know that this is the format of the show, is that it's not going to be fucking bands every, you know what I mean? Like, I'm finally glad to be getting off that band tip. I am also excited to have more bands in, but I'm trying to introduce more people in my life because we all know that I'm living my life right. Uh Thank you guys for being here. Producer Drew, Victor, Galvin. Any, uh, Galvan, see, he says it fancy. Yeah. Uh, I have a problem with people when they, I always say the fancy thing mm -hmm. and then you're like, it's Gravois. You're like, it's Gravois. Yeah. Like, mm, is it? Anyway, okay. Um, again, at the end of every episode, I'm trying to go ahead and leave me like a thing on, like a, a comment. You know what I mean? Like the five stars are nice, but I want you to say something that you learned about the show. That means a lot to me, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Thanks.